Hi, I'm Kerry Williams, and I'm a woman on a mission to help as many women as possible uncover their passions and discover their purpose. This is the Dreamers, Setters, and Go Getters show. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dreamers, Setters, and Go Getters show. Um, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Kerry Williams, and I specialize in life purpose and mindset. My voice doesn't usually sound like this. I've got a bit of a cold, um, so it was going last week and now it really went a few days ago and it's starting to come back. So it feels sounds very, very deep at the moment. I don't usually sound this deep. I'm a little deep, but not this deep. Uh, she says, trying to sound higher. So I'm going to try and, I know I say this every week, going to try and get through this episode pretty quickly. Um, how are you? How's your week been? As I just said, I've been ill. I've also been working at my bar job that I do. Uh, I had to take a couple of days off with a cold, but... Um, that's it really. Uh, we've now come to the end of the Easter holidays here, which is cool. It means my son's gone back to school, my daughter's gone back to college, so that's pretty cool. I've got a bit more time to myself, or a bit more time, me and my husband have a bit more time to ourselves because we're both at home. But um, how's your week going so far? When this comes out, it's only Monday, but no Easter holidays anymore. So if any of you have kids, you'll know that's pretty good. Um, and those of you that don't have kids, well, um, you'll notice there's way less kids about, which is also cool. So last week's episode, I was discussing negativity bias and how um, we are tricked. You know, we're not tricked. We are manipulated by the media to focus on all the negative all the time, expect everything to be awful all the time when it's really not. But this week um, on the topic of media. I know a lot of people, uh, when I sort of say that I don't read the newspapers or watch the news, they wonder where I get my information from. And the fact of the matter is, as I said last week, to those of you that's listened, you don't need to know pretty much the vast, vast majority of things that you hear on the news anyway. So um, I'm just going to go through in this episode, just hopefully fairly quickly, um, how to be informed without being overwhelmed, strategies for managing news consumption. So the um, importance of staying informed about current events because you, it is important to stay informed to a degree but these are the, the couple of reasons um, it, so it may relate to something that could actually be a threat to you or your family although as I said before it's very very rare and if you unless you live in a place in the world where there is a lot of threat to you um, when you live in a place maybe you know potential war zone or actual war zone but to be fair I don't think you're going to be listening to this podcast if that's the case or if you maybe live somewhere, um, I have friends in um, Oklahoma who are um, have to stay informed, obviously, of tornadoes and bad weather and things like that. So that sort of thing is relevant. Um, but also uh, some of the news, it may relate to something that genuinely interests you. You can filter a lot of news now to only bring up the things that on topics that are actually interesting to you. And also if there's usually particular websites or podcasts or things like that that you can go to that will give you the latest on the topics you're interested in. So they're the sort of ways that you can um, stay informed about things that are actually relevant to you. Now, as I said in the previous episode, excessive news consumption can have negative effects on your mental and your physical health. It can lead to feelings of anxiety, stress, depression, sense of helplessness, and also very importantly, uh, distraction from other important aspects of life. For example, you could miss an entirely great opportunity because the media has conditioned you to only focus on the positive bad things that could come from that, the positive threats, whereas a lot of the time the threats are nowhere near as bad as how good it would be to achieve whatever or to 
to take that opportunity in your life. So that's something that's very, very important to be aware of. Um, it's also important to be aware that these negative effects can um, prevent you from um, consuming news in a healthy way. So it's a good way of a good reason to be aware of them so that you can manage it in a healthy way. So I'm just going to do a brief overview of the three strategies that I researched and found um, for the best way to manage news consumption. They are set to set boundaries, choose trusted news sources. This is very important and to prioritize your self-care. So along the lines of um, the first one, setting boundaries, the majority of the media based news that we see is not only negative, but it doesn't actually affect your life in the slightest, which is what I said before. Um, I recommend taking some time to pick a particular news site you go to. I would maybe pick one that isn't quite so neutral, I find, because occasionally you'll get ones that are neutral. So just your bog standard news site um, and go onto it. Have a look at the top 10 headlines on there and identify how they make you feel and identify what relevance they add to you you knowing that information what relevance that actually has on your life does it improve your life at all does it even affect your life at all or does it not affect your life in the slightest but now you feel negative emotions from it so you feel fear anxiety sadness overwhelming amounts of empathy because that's something that i struggle with is uh being quite um i know it's quite a buzzword at the moment but empathic I actually refer to it as more kind of empathetic it's not empathic in the sense of um, feeling the emotions of those around you, which I, I do. I do get that a lot. But I also, if I hear, for example, that a child has died somewhere, it's literally in my head, it's like my own child. This has happened to me. And I feel all the emotions that I would imagine I would feel if that was actually my child, if that makes sense. So that's where I refer to it as more empathetic, like sympathetic, but actual empathy. Um that I get and it's yeah that's one of the main reasons I can't watch the news or read newspapers so um as I was saying before so no one is any better off for you seeing that news story and you just feel worse for seeing it there is I think there's an, a, a slight feeling of maybe guilt or a fear of your own ignorance for not knowing these news stories but what you gotta think realistically is some person's child has died in another part of the country in a way that would not be any threat and it's a real freak incident or it's an incident of something that just wouldn't happen to you or your family that child's family they don't know you they don't know you exist they don't know you know that information it doesn't affect them in the slightest it doesn't make them think any less of you for not knowing it all it means is that you don't feel as depressed for not knowing it so I'd, I'd say on all rounds that's a benefit that's a, a pro and as I say one hell of a lot there are eight billion people in the world and it is dangerous for these individuals to be consuming as in us as, as individuals to be consuming the world's problems it's simply the, the human brain should not have to deal with that so another way of as I said before setting boundaries is to be aware of that stop reading daily newspapers stop watching the news um some of the people that you follow on social media will share particularly depressing news stories on their feeds. Unfollow or block them from showing my couple on your feed. They don't need to know that you've done this, but you do not need. I don't know why people do this. I have actually followed unfollowed, you know, unfriended people on Facebook in the past because of their constant 
sharing of really depressing news articles. I don't know the reason why people do it. Maybe to, you know, I, I really don't know. I find it a really strange thing to do to spread fear like that. I find it very, very strange. And then absolutely, finally, and this is really important, on the social media sites like, well, okay, to be fair, Facebook, but things like TikTok and uh, Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts, things like that, do not engage with any news stories that you read on social media because it will make the algorithm think that you want to see more of them. And surely you don't. You would not believe the rabbit holes I've gone down in the past on particularly TikTok, which I'm no longer on TikTok because of this. Go down rabbit holes because I see one article. I'm like, oh, yes, that's that's interesting. And before you know it, I'm heading up on some rabbit hole of various different things that I never even thought would bother me in the first place. But because I've seen so many of them, I consider it to be a much bigger issue than it actually is. And I think that it's starting to take over the world. It's not. That's how they get you. They, It's almost sort of like type of brainwashing and indoctrination. It's really strange. All of a sudden, my viewpoints go from being, um, I'll admit to a fairly left wing, to verging on right wing all of a sudden. And it'll be the other way around. Like people I know that are generally sort of relatively right wing will go start going more left wing and stuff like that and it just doesn't stick with your actual ideologies I mean I say left wing I'm as I'm getting older I'm, I'm, I'm far more moderate but I do start going that, that's a good point there I am generally quite moderate but I'll see things and all of a sudden I'll start going very very left wing or very very right wing and it's just not me at all so it will start as I said it's almost very very manipulating and brainwashing so you need to be really aware of how you actually engage with things on social media so the next point was the, to choose trusted sources. Most news outlets will be biased towards a particular political party. Now, a really good recent example of this. Um, I'm not sure how well this was known in the rest of the world. It probably wasn't. But in the UK, we have um, a very well-known retired footballer called Gary Lineker, who is uh, my, my husband's idol. My husband loves him. But um, he is also a, uh, is a presenter of... Um, a sports show in the UK, a football show, soccer, if obviously you're another part of the world, a show called Match of the Day, where basically it's on, I think, Saturday evenings, maybe, possibly Saturday and Sunday, but it will cover all the, the big football news throughout that's been on that weekend. And he um, presents that. He's absolutely brilliant uh, with some other ones. And basically he published a tweet that was anti our current government. And the BBC, which is the channel it's on, I think most, uh, most people know what the BBC is, the British Broadcasting Corporation. It's probably the biggest news uh, TV station over here. Um, they told him to delete the tweet as it wasn't showing to be bipartisan. Um, uh, despite the fact that other BBC members of staff and presenters had previously published tweets that were anti the opposition party and weren't asked to delete those. So the issue here is obviously that traditionally... The BBC was considered to be very bipartisan. It was very sort of central, but it has been pressured more and more to lean towards our current government. Um, I think one of the reasons for this is because we all have to pay for the BBC over here. It's a topic that annoys me no end because I don't watch anything to do with the BBC. I don't listen to any of the radio stations. I don't watch any of the TV channels. I don't watch any of the internet stuff. I have no... I do not use BBC whatsoever, but we have to pay what is known as a TV licence over here. And it basically funds the BBC. And traditionally that was fine when we only had four, maybe five TV channels. But now we have like a million different TV channels and streaming services and things like that that we're also paying for. 
that we choose to pay for to be forced to pay a TV licence for channels we don't choose to watch for a service we don't use is ridiculous. But um, our current government, I believe, I could be wrong on this, um, threatened to cancel, to, to get rid of the TV licence, which obviously funds the BBC. So I think there is a certain element of the BBC trying to keep our current, current government um, happy. And so they have been more leaning towards them politically. And so that was a big example of, there was a whole, this, so this whole thing, um, Gary Lineker refused to take down the tweet and a load of other people on the BBC refused to present their TV shows that day, radio stations, stuff like that. And it was all a big thing and eventually all got sorted and he's back on TV, they're all back on TV. But that was just um, proving a point that news sources a lot of the time are biased towards particular political parties. And if you don't want to be swayed by political parties, you know, particular political parties, God, that's a pa -pa -pa -pa, then it's another good reason to avoid mainstream media. So um, on that note, other newspapers, I say other newspapers, newspapers are leaning one way or the other. In the UK, for example, The Guardian and The Mirror are known for being left-wing, so their news articles will be biased towards left-wing topics and viewpoints, whereas The Mail, The Express and The Sun, amongst others, are right-wing, so will always veer the other way. You're not getting any actual news of events, but an opinion with the intention of getting certain political parties into power or keeping them in power. And a lot of news outfits will also straight-up lie or at the very least, harshly exaggerate a particular story in order to get eyes on what they are trying to sell. Because that is what they are trying to do. They are trying to sell to you. If you have clicks on their website, it means they get money from their sponsors and their advertisers. You buy the newspapers, you know, directly they get money. Same with TV stations. And fear sells. As I said in the previous, in the previous episode, fear sells. People have this, this sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um... Um, self-preservation type thing where they want to make sure that they um, are safe all the time and knowing what the potential threats are sells. People want to know what the threats are. So um, a technique on knowing, sorry, some techniques on identifying trustworthy news sources um, are fact-checking. Look for sources that provide evidence and citations for their claims and double-check any statistics or facts that seem too good or too bad to be true. Some particularly helpful fact-checking websites include Snopes, factcheck.org and PolitiFact. I haven't been on all of those websites. I've been on Snopes. I think I've been on FactCheck. I don't think I've been on the other one, but they're certainly worth looking into unless you hear. Otherwise, I mean, you will hear that some of those sites are going to be dodgy. You're always going to hear this, but um, from what I can tell, those ones are pretty um, legit and pretty central. Um, avoid sensationalist headlines. Read beyond the headline and don't rely on the headline alone to draw conclusions about the article. Look for headlines that accurately reflect the content of the article rather than using clickbait tactics to draw in readers. Um, I think we've all seen the articles where we've clicked on something thinking it's going to say one thing and we've gone in and it's been an entirely different thing and maybe the, the headline has been um, an exaggerated, twisted thing that maybe one person said something close to that they interviewed and it's nothing to do with the actual case. So um, make sure of that. Look for objective reporting. Seek out news outlets that strive to present information in an unbiased and objective manner. Some well-known sources for objective news reporting include 
Reuters, isn't it Reuters? R-E-U-T-E-R-S, Reuters, I've always pronounced it, and NPR. With my cold, I would like to point out that's November Papa Romeo NPR. Um, and uh, check for your citations, especially um, news articles that include them for their information. This is especially important for scientific or medical news where sources should be peer reviewed and reputable. Don't just go by what somebody said about something that isn't actually a professional on that topic, including me, because I'm not a professional on any of this. And um, as I said before, avoid sources with a clear political bias. Be aware of the political leanings of news outlets and seek out sources that present multiple perspectives. This can help to give a more complete picture of a story and avoid bias or propaganda. I wonder what it was like before the newspapers were biased, or maybe they've always been biased. As a kid, you don't even consider it. And I know a lot of the older generation can't understand that newspapers are lying to them. And it's really difficult because you'll explain to, like, you know, I'm nearly 40, so my parents are in their 60s. Uh, grandparents in their, well, I've got one grandparent left, but she's in her 80s. And the parents are starting to come around to the fact that newspapers are lying to them. They're exaggerating, it's not true. And we've proved on many occasions this fact to them. But my nan, and I know my, my husband's nan, they just can't get their head around that the newspaper has said this and it's not true. So it must be really strange to think that the news is not actually news. So that's the thing to bear in mind, especially with the older generations, they will say one thing, they'll consider it absolute gospel, they'll convince you it's absolute gospel, and it's not. So that's something to bear in mind. So finally, prioritise self-care. Despite what some news addicts will say, it is not ignorant to not know everything that is going on in the world. This is what I addressed earlier. They'll treat you like you're ignorant. They'll treat you like you're nasty. It's not true. You're just saving yourself, your own mental health. And as I mentioned earlier, it is extremely bad for your mental health to try and take on all of the world's problems as your own. You are only one person in eight billion, so give yourself a break. So some techniques for self-care. Engaging in stress-reducing activities. Find activities that you find to help reduce stress and feel more relaxed. This could in include yoga. I'm loving yoga at the moment, by the way. Um, yoga with Cassandra on YouTube is amazing. Uh, meditation or creative pursuits like art or music. Practice mindfulness. I say this, I think, I might have said this on all of my podcast episodes, but mindfulness can help you to stay present and focus on the moment rather than getting caught up in worries or anxieties about the future. Practicing mindfulness techniques such as deep breathing or body scans can help to reduce stress and anxiety when consuming news. So always stick with that. Try and avoid focusing on the past or the future too much. One's happened, you can't change it. The other hasn't happened yet and you can change it. So let's focus on that. Engaging in positive news. Seek out news, positive news stories or sources that focus on solutions or and positive change rather than just negative news. These can help to balance out the negative effects of excessive news consumption. And then finally, seeking support. If consuming news is causing significant distress, it's important to seek support from friends, family or mental health professionals. I tend to go off on the rails a little bit with my, as I tend to go down rabbit holes. And then it would take probably usually my husband to go, wait a minute, what are you doing? And call me out on it. I got very into a YouTube channel. I'm not going to go into it. And um, 
was really getting on board and my husband watched one of the videos and he went this woman's awful this woman's really horrible you're not seeing this like th these are some of her beliefs they're horrific <laughs> beliefs and he was right they're the beliefs that are so not mine at all and I loved everything else she was saying on particular topics but then there were certain ones um let's just say to do with uh stuff that only affects Americans it doesn't affect us in the UK we're certainly not much anyway um due to legalities of something and um she had a complete opposite viewpoint to us a viewpoint it's not just like a matter of a viewpoint where you think oh that's a different viewpoint we can beg to, beg to you know we can agree to disagree on this it's like no <laughs> that's a horrific viewpoint and you know I can't agree with that but yeah, so he'll pull me out of those when I start going down those rabbit holes and be like, no, you really, really should be watching this. This isn't good for you. Look at the way it's making you think. So thankfully, I've got him to do that for me. But it's always good to have some people that will just pull you out of your own rabbit hole. That sounds a bit strange. Anyway, because um, they can provide um, some help. I mean, as I was going to say, they can provide, they can't. But mental health professionals can provide helpful coping strategies and support to manage the impact of news consumption on mental health. So just bear that in mind. If you feel maybe going down a rabbit hole and getting too extreme, speak to somebody else or just try and avoid the rabbit hole in the first place. So uh, in this episode, we have been discussing how to be informed without being overwhelmed. And we've gone through how to set boundaries, how to choose relevant news sources and some techniques for self-care, such as taking breaks, engaging in stress reducing activities and practicing mindfulness. Um, I really, really hope that you have learned something from this episode and have uh, learnt uh, how to practice some more mindful news consumption and to take care of yourself while staying informed. It is totally possible. I highly, highly recommend it. I'm not the only one that does this. You can look into this. A lot of people, I think, are starting to stop watching the news and reading newspapers and going on news websites. So I hope you have an absolutely amazing week. I hope my voice comes back before next week. So I'm sure it will. Otherwise, we've got an issue. And I look forward to speaking to you in my next episode. Before I go, I just want you to know that you are amazing, that you will create a legacy if you intend to, and you got this. I believe in you. <laughs>